0: Karen and I talked to astrologer Stevie Kalista several months ago, and she gave us her thoughts on the rest of 2020, including the election and Donald Trump's chart. We also talked to neuroscientist and numerologist Michael Schmidt, who looked back at the presidents from the past 100 years from a numerology perspective, including Donald Trump and presidential nominee Joe Biden. We have upcoming episodes with several remarkable healers and teachers who also happen to discuss the upcoming U.S. election. With one day to go, we wanted to share astrologer Dr. Michael Lennox's as well as Ellen Wong's election tarot reading. We believe you'll find them fascinating and hopefully they will give you a sense of comfort. What's in store for the rest of 2020? Yeah.
1: In late 19, when I was putting out my forecasts for no, you know, for 2020, I was constantly using phrases like change and transformation like we've never seen before, reckoning uh, of the highest order. So I knew that we were gonna see stuff like we've never seen before, but how would I possibly have been able to know what? I will tell you, I was on the phone with one of my colleagues all of the month of January, cackling. Oh my God, Australia's on fire. Oh my God, Brexit is being ruined. Oh my God, Trump's being impeached. Oh my God, there's a virus coming out of China. Not that I was happy about any of those things, but it matched like we've never seen before. So I won't get into the long sort of astro diatribe The simple explanation is the planet Pluto, the planet Saturn are gathering together in Capricorn. They haven't done this in 500 years. They come together every 80 or so years in different signs, but Capricorn's the sign that invented social structures, banking, housing, markets, governments. So the planet of death and the planet of reckoning are hanging out all year. And they met in January and they meet in early November, two weeks after the elections in the United States of America. And so we certainly have an arc of intensity from January through November that's very complete and concise that will diminish in intensity after we get past November. We then have eclipses in December and January. Eclipses are just intense moments where seminal things tend to happen. The eclipse is very prominent for Donald Trump for several reasons. One is that it hits his chart in a crazy, crazy way. I've never seen a chart impact the way Donald Trump's chart is being impacted in November. It's crazy, including on November 3rd, election day, outrageous. Wow. But it also doesn't say whether he wins or not. Of course not. I'm an astrologer who would never say whether it does. But even the things that are up there, like Uranus, the planet that can make anything happen, is on his midheaven on November 3rd. I mean, on it. Not like near it, on it on November 3rd and 4th. But Uranus brings the unexpected and the anything can happen. Nobody can say that's going to lead to him winning or that's going to lead to him losing because it's not knowable because it's Uranus. And then a few weeks later, we all know, like it doesn't take an astrologer to know that nothing's really going to happen with the election of Clarity. And the weeks after that are going to be a shit show astrologically and colloquially. Uh, so I promise that as an astrologer, the first half of November promises to be very, very, very dicey with change, transformation and reckoning all piled in from the year that we've been in. What happens in December, January, at least for those of us in the United States, is that the eclipses come and hit Trump's chart very, very directly. And Trump was born under an eclipse. So when you're born under an eclipse, eclipses become moments when major things happen in a life. So if you're born under an eclipse, you'll probably get married under an eclipse, divorced under an eclipse, have an accident in an eclipse, right? So that's part of the zeitgeisty thing that'll happen, election fallout, December, January, mostly through Trump's chart being impacted. When we get into next year, there is a long year-long cycle of the planet Uranus and the Planet Saturn in a square. And that's difficult. Saturn is more of this reckoning. He's moving out of Capricorn, so he's no longer attached to the structures that he's created in Aquarius. Saturn, the Reckoner, the teacher, is really trying to build the Aquarian idea of one world where all are cared for. I mean, that's what we're working towards, but we're in the breakdown stage of creating that. You know, we got 2000 years to get it right, so we're going to be fine. So with next year, having the planet of hard lessons, reckoning, karma, in hard conflict geometry, squares conflict, the floor and the wall are squaring, right? They're yelling at each other. The floors says lie down the the, the wall says stand up that and uranus is the lightning flash the great awakener the wake up planet that doesn't care how he wakes you up it's like you win the lottery to wake up and you lose your legs in a boating accident both of you are going to wake up as a result So that geometry next year, that's dicey. I think that it's not possible to know what that's going to look and feel like for at least for us in the United States until we know what's going to happen governmentally. Because as a result of what's going to happen, the civil war that's brewing is going to accelerate that. I promise you we are not done with the acceleration of conflict in the streets, but the quality and the level and the disruptiveness of that, that I can't speak to, you know?
0: It just seems we have still have a lot more. Yeah, we have a lot. We're,
1: We're the generation that, came in to like start it up and it's hard work and it's brutal. I still believe in peace for humanity, but I really do understand that as a multi-generational process that I'm here to do a job for when I'm gone. Let me do the most I can do while I'm here because I'm not going to see peace for humanity, but I believe in it.
0: Michael gave us a lot to think about and some specific dates to pay attention to. And just like him, I'm all about peace for humanity even if it's not in our lifetime, but I hope it is. And now here's Ellen Wong with her election tarot reading. The
2: simplest way that I understand tarot, and this is very much like my interpretation of it. I don't consider myself like a legit tarot reader, but tarot is really a divination tool that allows me a way to channel messages from my spirit team. I've been learning specifically the Motherpiece Tarot deck, which are these really awesome circular cards. And it's created by these two women. And the reason why I love this deck so much just is because it comes from a very feminist point of view. And there's so much meaning packed in it. Because depending on if you like get it upright or left, tilted left, tilted right, or even reverse, it all means different things. And so even a three card reading, which is what I typically do is so packed with with information that it's almost like that's all you need. And it's literally just having a conversation with spirit. And so I'll just be shuffling like the full deck and I literally start out by saying like, Hi, and then I pull a card as their response back to me, I like to Mix them with four other oracle decks, and so my readings are typically a three-card spread and then four different oracle cards. And I usually just I stare at it for a good amount of time. And like usually it's like there's always a central theme that comes through. And I like to call them. They're not like straight up tarot readings. They're like more like wisdom readings to me. You know, whatever wisdom we need at that time, that's usually what comes through. So I did a, a reading specifically around the election. The question I asked was really around like what do we need to know? Like what do we the collective need to know about this election. And so I'll start with the Mother Peace tarot deck, but the three card reading. So I always pull a major arcana card, which is kind of like the the big cosmic energies. And then I'll pull a people card. There's four people for every single suit, whether it's wands, swords, discs, or cups. And then I'll pull a, a minor arcana card. So the major arcana card kind of tells us like what big energy is kind of happening in the world. Like what is it that we need to know? So for me, the question I was asking was, what do we need to know about the election? And what came through was... The hanged one, but it was pulled tilted to the left. So I think that's what shows up right now. So basically, this is this is all about surrender. This whole card is about like just letting go and surrendering to what the (laughs) outcome is. And the reason why it's tilted left is because there's clear resistance to that right now among all of us. I was like, I feel that. And then our relationship to it is the people card. So the people card that I pulled was, it's the shaman of discs, but I pulled it tilted to the right. So this card is really about, everyone is sort of very much strong pulling in one direction to the point where there might be blindness happening. Basically you're on one side or the other, predominantly speaking, but it's almost to the point where all of us are kind of, it's really difficult for us to see the other side or to really even kind of look at us as, as a whole people anymore. And so this card is really almost watch out. Like really, we should all be looking forward together. But really right now it's looking kind of like this where everybody's really, really focused on their own perspective, their own own point of view. And then the last card, the minor arcana card is basically how is this going to affect us? Or like in what area is this going to affect us? I pulled this Ace of Wands. Basically when I pulled this, I was just like, holy shit. This is really a card all about rebirth and having that new wave of energy kind of coming through. So essentially the three cards together, it's basically saying we need to surrender to whatever happens. And you know, we may have our like proclivities, we may be going after Trump, or we may be going after Biden, it it almost like doesn't matter, we just need to surrender to it and take the position of knowing that whatever happens is meant to happen. Because by accepting it and just being able to move through it without whatever outcome pulling us down, that is really what's going to give us the energy to actually be reborn and to have this whole new world be a In So we have this possibility, but it's just, you know, it's really kind of up to us to see how we react to it and how we sort of show up to the results. To me, what I'm seeing is it's less about who wins and more about our own responses to whatever happens. So the four Oracle cards I pulled, the first one is the clownfish and the anemone. And this is the card that made me cry. This card is all about working together and not letting anything around us separate us. You know, this whole election. I feel like it's just kind of been a massive distraction. But ultimately, this is really a test and a challenge for us to kind of come through and not allow it to continue separating us in the same way that it has been. And then this fate card came through. And this is really a reminder to us that our reality is completely our choice. How we show up is completely on us. We create our fate. It's not that the fate is created for us. And the outcome of this election has no bearings on our future unless we make it so. So I'm like doing this reading after listening to two podcasts yesterday. The first one was about how everybody who's never owned a gun is now going to the stores and, and buying up guns and like, you know, and this is on both sides, like left and right. People have, who've never ever ascribed to like owning a firearm, they're all like now feeling like they need to arm up because of the threat of civil war. And then the second podcast was about like all these militia groups kind of cropping up feeling like they have to defend the people, you know, and I'm like, okay, this card is really all about like, how are you going to, to choose to react. There's clearly going to be a winner and a loser at some point, but really it has nothing to do with who's elected and more to do with like how we choose to respond. And then the last two cards, this tree of illumination card came through. And this is really about like whatever it is that you're feeling, frustration, anger, whatever it may be, basically go out to nature and go spend some time with the trees and receive wisdom from the trees. And it just started making me think about the way trees are and how much we have to learn from the communities of trees. Like they support each other. They send new nutrients to each other. Mother trees know their babies and they can send nutrients to their babies through the mycelium network. They are so wise and they've been here for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? They have seen it all. And the way they support each other is they don't try to live each other's lives for them. They simply are there supporting by being present and not trying to take over each other's lives. There's so much wisdom to be learned from trees that I feel like, I mean, Sam and I have both had experiences where, you know, I've literally like sat against a tree once and just felt this insane, incredible love coming through the tree through my back and just knocking me over with so much emotion because it's just the trees are just so powerful in that way. There's something to be harnessed and learned from the power and the love of trees. And then the final card, trust your innocence. This is really speaking to the fact that we all need to kind of tune into our intuition right now and kind of turn away from our ego, turn away from the mental chatter that is probably being propagated by a lot of news watching, a lot of what are other people saying? What are other people doing? And it's more about like tuning inward and really trusting your own truth and your own gut instinct your own intuition about how it is that you feel. And again, it's not about this person versus that person or you know Trump versus Biden, it's more about just what kind of world do you want to create for yourself? I found that reading super powerful. It took my attention away from oh my god, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? and more towards like it doesn't matter. All that matters is how I'm going to respond to it and how I'm going to choose to live my life from this point on.
0: I'm so emotional. That touched so many different points. I know from me personally, and I just have to say thank you. Everything you pulled and everything that you translated it as resonates so much with me. And I do think there's some personal things that it definitely hit for me, but I also think it goes along those lines of like, are we going to have a society that is fueled by fear? Are we going to have a society fueled by love? Because I choose love and I really pray that no matter what happens, that we can come together. Well, oh, that we all have a role to play. I love that you... Pointed that out. I think that sometimes we forget how much power we each individually have in this situation. What you just spoke about, Ellen, I think is going to touch a lot of people and it's going to help raise their vibration, which in turn is just going to help that collective. So thank you for what you've done. You can find out more about Michael Lennox at michaellennox.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at Dr. Lennox Dreams. You can find out more about Ellen Wong at wearedaughters.co and at Breathe dot DTLA on Instagram.